0: You know, for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to talk like that voiceover guy.
1: I would rather just sit yes. here on the ground and eat some dirt. There is no <laughs> chance I'm doing any of those things. Well,
0: how many people have seen it already? I just one. <laughs> so nice. Working for 11, 11 and a working. I'm taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. Working for a living, living, and a working. That's the the blue-collar poetry of Mr. Huey Lewis <laughs> to open up the Fright Club. <laughs> Huey Lewis, by the way, and as everyone has probably heard, he's going through some hearing loss problems right now, which is, you know, terrible, and we hope it clears up. You know but what if,
1: I'm not going to say? What? I'm not going to say he doesn't have to hear his own music anymore. Oh, don't say that. Because that would cold. make me a monster. That's cool. So
0: but I'm here's totally the thing. Huey that. Lewis, if you look back, he's an interesting dude. He, he scored a perfect score on his uh, math SAT. He was an all-state baseball player. He once stowed away on an airplane to Europe. He hitchhiked through Spain. I mean, the guy the guy has had an interesting life. I think you have life. a man crush. I just am looking for you to take back that slam you just <laughs> had on Hewitt. Anyway, Working for a Live and perfect song to get us into this Fright Club because we're talking about workplace horror. And by the way, if I didn't mention it, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we're from MadWolf.com, and we are back doing our monthly Fright Club Live at the Great Gateway Film Center. <laughs> In Columbus, Ohio, we love it here, and uh, it's a great place for horror. And we're going to watch a great movie, great horror comedy tonight, and talk about our favorite frightful workplace. Horror films. That's right. But first of all, we got to say a big thank you. And we were talking about this, talking about this guy earlier tonight. At our Happy, Happy hour. hour. Yeah. S. A. Bradley was our guest last time from Hellbent for Horror, and, and he will be again next a right? uh, couple of weeks out because we had so much content on the on the best endings that we had to make it a two parter. That's right. Uh, and he brought some knowledge. I'll tell you what. That was, he he was great for part one. He's going to be great for part two that is coming up in a few and weeks. And he has but, a good
1: radio voice, just like you. He so does. It was just my yeah. irritating it, Ohio <laughs> wine in the middle.
0: Slamming on eighty superstars <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> that you do, but no, he really brought it. And uh thank you so much to S A. And we look forward to uh part two on that in a couple of weeks. But yeah, we're talking about uh the workplace horror tonight. You well
1: know, actually, you can you can also check. He's got a great podcast of his own, Hellbent for Horror. You should check it out. Yeah. he's because he's very knowledgeable, and he doesn't just just talk about movies. He talks about TV shows, and it's, it's got like a theme. So he'll talk about folklore and a TV show and a movie that all kind of combines in a theme, and it's, it's really, it's a great show.
0: Yeah, and and by the way, we, I do want to say thanks to Tom, who's here tonight, for siding with me <laughs> on the Doors comment from last podcast. I'm not the biggest Doors fan, <coughs> overrated, but what I meant to say was that I'm not the biggest Doors fan, and Tom backed me up on he that. Did, so he did, because he said, I think You I'm and me, bud, it's just us. <laughs> Any band
1: that doesn't have enough respect to have a bass player is not a band that's at right. all.
0: That's right, that's right. So... Thanks. Thanks for the love. And also, what else other comments did we get about the endings? Uh, well Silas
1: is really hoping to see Wreck, and all I can say is there's five left. There's five more to right. go. So That's right. It was just
0: part one. That's
1: right, it was just part one. But we
0: talked about the one thing we did find was that there's so many great endings. I mean a lot got left off, even when we did the top ten, each of our top ten. So yes. there's some good stuff yeah. to go, but there's there a lot some of good stuff, stuff to go. That we, couldn't we have a new friend,
1: J- James. Oh yeah, cool. and we just so he hasn't been reaching out to us on our, our own social. He was Facebook messaging Golden Spiral Media, which is the network that hosts our podcast. Thank you very much, yes, Daryl and crew. And so uh, so now we've hooked up with him, and he he likes to listen to us because we don't sound like kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, he
0: had some really really kind words for the for the podcast. So thank you, James, for reaching out. We always appreciate that feedback, and uh, glad you're enjoying it. And uh, while we're making ourselves feel good, we want to give another. Uh, Heads up to the fact that it's this this Friday. This Friday, we're going to be doing our other podcast, the Screening Room, which is a weekly podcast where we just run down the new releases of the week, uh, all genres, uh, regardless of if they're horror or not, in uh, theaters and on home video. We're going to be part of the Columbus Podcast Festival. Yep, which is this weekend, and where our slot is going to be eight uh, fifteen
1: on Friday at the Short North Friday. stage. Yeah,
0: so looking forward to that. So and come anybody, out, anybody that can make it out. It's going to be a lot of great podcasts. And uh, we'll try to uh, live up. It's our first time at the podcast festival, and I guess it's it's really a big deal. So we're looking forward to that. All right. So with that, we want to get into the workplace horror. Any kind of rules, any kind of snubs you want to get out of the way first? Any more slams on Huey Lewis? No. Okay. I take it
1: back. Actually, he seems like a very nice man. He really Thank does. You. Like PJ and Souls, right? That's right. right. No, seems like I a like, very a fine individual. I guarantee that I like Huey Lewis better than you like PJ Souls. I guarantee it. <laughs> Uh, PJ, as I've said many
0: times, I'm sure she's a, <laughs> a wonderful person. Okay, anyway, do you have rules? Do you have snubs?
1: So one of the ones, which is, the, so this is kind of funny, because when you see what our number five is, if you've ever paid attention to the banter, and the, he dislikes the movie number five. But he convinced me that it was better for this list than the one that I was going to have, which is The Shining. Because yeah. technically speaking, that's workplace horror. That's where he works. True. It's just that he happened to get hired to work at a haunted house. So we. it's like, you know what I mean? Like, that eh, doesn't really count. We were looking for like, you know, work sucks. I mean, but these guys really have it bad. So anyway, so The Shining didn't make it The so number five. I don't know if he regrets it now. The number five that took its slot. George hates that movie. Well, so. and also
0: we, with for good reason, we have talked about The Shining so much. We just talked about it last last podcast, right. so, you know, if there was any sort of a tiebreaker, maybe that would, would go for it, so, uh, yeah, and I know you love to talk about number five. I do. And even though, if, if you're listening just to the podcast and can't see it, I do feel kind of like the the girl in the office who just got engaged, walking around, <laughs> showing her ring off with these beautiful new microphones. George really is excited about these uh, You know, can you, and you feel... you know what?
1: You, you can sort of hold it like a gun. Like
0: <laughs> Finally... Finally, we got our, our, our nifty tax return back and said, you know what? We're going to get some nice mics, We said so. that.
1: We were both like yeah. microphones. It was yeah. number
0: one on her list. You got to get those electrovoice Voice <laughs> RE20s. And I said, damn right we do. So here we are. Hopefully, you're, you're feeling the love and hearing the love in these wonderful, wonderful microphones. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, number five. Uh, we'll get to the one. I don't have a lot of love for it, but it is good for this podcast. After an encounter with a neck biter. A publishing executive thinks he's turning into a vampire from 1988, Vampire's Kiss. It started with a kiss. Really hot. A very special kiss. A kiss that could drive you mad.
1: Oh, do that.
0: That's just love. 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 In the big city.
1: Yeah. Don't laugh. I'm a professional. I don't laugh. I'm a vampire.
0: You know, for the rest of this podcast, (laughs) I'm going to talk like that voiceover guy from 1988
1: and Vampire's Kiss. Okay, (laughs) Casey, I love this movie. I love it. I absolutely love everything about this movie. I love when he jumps up on the table. There you are! And he's just... Up until then he's just like a and poor Marina Ketita Alonso who's in every third movie from nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, remember when she was in every movie
0: (laughs) and then she just disappeared.
1: And then and he works for a publishing company and uh, years later as an adult I would work for a publishing company and there was a guy that I was like Peter Lowe like So anyway, it was just it's funny to me to even like watch it again and just watch somebody descend into madness at a publishing company.
0: I don't have the love for this movie that you do, but It's so much better than it would have been had the other guy who was considered for this role got the part, a Mr. Judd Nelson. (laughs) God. (laughs) Wouldn't have brought the same unhinged craziness to the part. No, no, he would not have. Which is always... Interesting in a train wreck kind of a way to look at, as, as so many of Nicolas Cage's What's performances the thing? As are. As long
1: as, as long as this is the Nick Cage that's in the movie, as long as it's just the unhinged wacko, I'm all in. I want to see all of those. I want to see Mom and Dad. I want to see all of the ones Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. You know? Oh my,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the I'm not the Nicolas Cage all the time, every time fan that no, a lot no. of people are, but I can appreciate the 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 craziness this of one, something one. like that. Yeah. Mm.
1: Not all as right. not as much, okay. but that's Although, all right. I think you so. go with it. One you of love the things it. I love about the new gallery that they have right now is that there is so much wild at heart going on out yeah. in that hallway. And I, God, I love that movie.
0: Yeah. If 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 you do come to the Gateway Film Center, and I hope you do. Uh, one of the features they have, they change it out about once a month. Mm-hmm. Don't think about once a month. They have a new art gallery out there, through. and it's it's always great. Yeah. It and is great. they have a brand new one that uh, yeah features a lot of Lula. A lot of Lula wild and Sailor, baby. Sailor. So that is peanuts. N- you are dangerously cute. number five. Hope's favorite, Vampire's Kiss, which is this will be the one and only time it takes the place of The Shining on somebody's <laughs> yeah. list, I think. So mark this down. Yeah. Number five There's on the our- the day
1: of the apocalypse is what happens there. <laughs> on
0: our workplace <laughs> horror. And that moves us up to number four. This one, pretty new. This one just from from last year. A, a virus spreads through an office complex, causing white-collar workers to act out their worst impulse, mayhem. What the hell is going on? Say hello to the id 7 virus stress hormone levels rise causing inhibitions to drop and basic instincts to rise to the surface
1: all traces of the virus should be eliminated in approximately eight hours what are we supposed to do for the next eight hours try to remain calm hey extreme measures right This is a super fun movie. Yeah. Mayhem is so much fun. Bloody and fun. It is. And it, I think it's what Bloodsucking Bastards and The Belko Experiment were both trying to do and then just failed. And Miserably, it all yeah. worked here because it's hilarious, but it's also incredibly rooted in actual like office space. You know, it's like that friend that you had that gets tuberculosis every time they're on a plane and they come home, oh, they're just going to work anyway, <coughs> and, you know, just fucking everywhere. <laughs> and then you're just stuck in it and there's nothing you can do. Um, and it just fills you with rage and it makes you want to kill these people. And, I mean, it's just that's exactly what you see, right? It's like it's like office space full of these deranged killers.
0: Well, like like one of the quotes in the trailer says, it's office space meets, meets the, the purge. purge. And yeah. it does. It has that great attitude about it, much better than the movies, like you mentioned, Belco Experiment, yeah. which was – I was looking forward to at the time, but it was such a disappointment. Uh, This one takes that kind of a serious premise and has a lot more fun with it. Throws the blood all around. Also, it features one of my favorite uh, character actors, Dallas Roberts. Yeah, he's the he's always good. Yeah, yeah, Uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun from start to finish.
1: Yeah, Derek Cho. Is uh, is played by Steve Yoon from uh, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the kick ass blonde in there, she's also in Three Billboards. She's the babysitter. She plays the babysitter in the movie The Babysitter, but she also plays like the dumb girlfriend, right? Yeah. John Hawk's in, girlfriend yeah. the, who works at the zoo in Three, Three Billboards. Billboards. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember I'm watching Three Billboards going, Who is that? I know that person. Yeah. But then she didn't kill anybody, so I didn't recognize her right <laughs> off. It's just an incredibly fun. Exactly, this is my fantasy of what would happen inside an office. Like, this is totally the Bloody Mayhem, that plus it's a great name, that I would expect to happen. So, yeah, big thumbs up for that one. The first time we've had it on the podcast. Yeah,
0: and exactly. And it's only, like I said, it's just from last year, so I would imagine it's probably fairly easy to find. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for it and you missed it, and that's number four. On Workplace Horror Mayhem, moving up to number three. It's the one we're going to see tonight here in just a little bit. During a team-building retreat in the mountains, a group of sales reps are hunted down one by one. Severance.
1: What are company retreats all about? This is not a holiday. This is a business. I can't spell success without you. Survival. 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 Someone in the woods.
0: We need to get out of here. I'm not killing him when I had the
1: chance. The company's making cutbacks. Ah.
0: Ah. All right, we've stepped away into an empty theater, as we always like to do on Fright Club Live Nights, to talk about the movie we're going to show without spoiling anything for anybody. And tonight it's Severance, and I'll tell you, one of the first things you notice, or I noticed about this movie, is the logo of the company that is hosting the... (laughs) retreat the team building retreat it's basically palisades yeah it's basically a square with one of the corners cut cutting corners
1: right exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> right away you know you know this this is going to be good for this company but you know there's there's a decent amount of grizzly you know killing yes Along with the funny, and some right. of it is deadpan funny, some of it is subtle funny, some of it is silly funny, stoner funny.
1: Yeah, there's. But yeah. it's
0: also, don't get me wrong, there's there's some horror here.
1: Yes, yes, it's a horror comedy, definitely, but it's a very black comedy, and the horror is is. I mean, some of it is. There's a bear trap sequence that God oh, help me is hilarious, but at the same time horrific. But is. there are other moments that are just horrific. Yeah, and I don't think very many films balance that as certainly not as well as as Severance does.
0: Yeah, and there are actually stretches where there's not a lot of laughs, and it is pretty horrific for a solid amount of time. Yeah, you know, especially for a horror comedy. But then it gets back to funny stuff or subtle stuff. You know, that yeah, I think you're right. I think it it balances it all enough that it's very crowd pleasing by the end. It takes you on a an enjoyable ride.
1: I think so too. And it's and it is a horror film, it's not that it isn't, although it's funny because one of the hallmarks of, of horror is that there are no guns. Horror movies, that's thriller. That's thriller territory. Horror mm. movies, they're, they're knives and things that slice you open. And, right. and there's guns aplenty in this one and flamethrowers and, yeah, and knives. bear traps yeah. and knives. Uh, yeah. But uh, but it's not as if anybody would watch this and come away, oh, no, that's a thriller. You and know, there are, that's a police procedural. No, no, no. No, no, no. There are also,
0: <laughs> in this group that goes away for the, uh, the retreat, team building because first of all right there every doesn't everybody love the team oh building my God. it's like a meeting you know oh, yeah. when you say there's a meeting uh when you say we're gonna do team building i,
1: I do mean, remember a, a a gig that i had not too long ago that that was floated out there was that we were gonna spend a weekend and i'm like the, f- the hell i'm spending a weekend with you people in the woods uh-huh. In cabins, right. And I thought, yeah, that's. Sure, though. I would. I would rather just sit yes. here on the ground and eat some dirt. There is no <laughs> chance I'm doing any of those things. Well,
0: yeah, but in the group of coworkers, you've got some some solid characters there. Yes, with not a lot of time for backstory. But they're able to make them distinct and the performances are solid. Right. And so you get a sense. And and none
1: of them are entirely one dimensional, right? There's sort of, you you get the impression that the one guy is like the, you know, the big sales guy, the sales gun makes all the money and he's snide and he says nasty things to the boss all the time. But he's actually very nice to one of the, like the mousy colleague who kind of wants to do this job, but at the same time be humane. Because what Palisades does is makes weapons
0: right and that's where it uh, it also has a bit of social commentary yes it does, yes, to it does. It. once it especially when it gets toward the end and you find out some things about the building and the grounds and the surrounding area and what has been going on there yeah so it's got it's got a lot going on kudos to our friend now
1: that's uh, right to to james for coming up with such a very clever story exactly
0: and he's not yeah he's credited with not only the some of the half the screenplay, but with the story right. as well. Yes. So uh, good on you. It's a crowd pleasing movie and one that I'd be surprised if hardly anyone or anyone at all comes away unsatisfied
1: you know to be honest with you when when we decided when we we decided what our very first films of the series ever of all time are going to be the reason that we started with severance not because it's our all-time favorite because although we do love it it isn't an mm-hmm. all-time favorite and not because absolutely nobody saw it although it's it's criminally underseen because we figured it was a good way to start off because it'd yep. be a crowd pleaser yep. and then we would follow it with a gut punch, which yeah. we did. Uh, Eden Lake was our second movie, and yeah. then The Loved Ones was yeah. our third movie. Yeah,
0: and we, boy, we've had a lot of good ones since then, and definitely this one worth repeating. So, uh, you know what? Let's uh, get back in there and watch it with the crowd. A little bit of Fright... Club trivia, in our humble beginnings, this was actually the first movie that we ever showed for a Fright Club. It is. And I think maybe three people were there, and John John was was one of them, Fright Clubber number one. That's right. And he reminded me in Happy Hour, that was 2014? January of 2014, yeah, and the weather was not good. Studio
1: 35, oh my God, I I thought we were all going to just sleep there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, the weather was bad, the weather uh, was bad.
0: So it was the first one we showed, but again, not many people were there, so it was perfect to bring it back. Uh, how many people have seen it already?
1: Oh, just one. Woo-hoo! Nice. I love when that happens. That is awesome,
0: which is, of course, another reason why we're not going to say hardly anything about it.
1: Here's it, what we're going to say, though. What? So our friend Jason Tostevin, senior film critic, cor- oh, filmmaker yeah. correspondent Jason Tostevin, knows James Moran because, of course, who, he does. Who wrote the movie. Who wrote, the, wrote movie. the film. He also wrote Cockneys vs. Zombies, which is super fun if you've never seen it. And then he just emailed him and copied us and was like, hey, would you live Skype in their show? And I thought, fuck. And then We've been trying said, all week to yeah. work
0: it out. And but he
1: lives in London, and he's got a tiny baby. So he was like, could you do it two hours earlier? And we are like, no.
0: Yeah, and he, he seemed like an incredibly nice guy. He was super nice. And tried to work it out. So he sends his best. He says, thank you for keeping the movie alive yep. uh, and coming to see it. And it was great of him to try to reach and he out. He says,
1: I was reading between the lines, I want to be Hope's best friend. <laughs> That's what I read. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I heard that in there, too. One of the the little tidbits I love about this was that when it was in 2006 when it came out, it was released in Spain as a double feature with Black Sheep.
1: Oh, he does love Black Sheep. Actually, and I'm not going to say, I want to spoil anything, but it was a bomb when it was released. Because it was released, of course, in the U.K. first, and there's one particularly grisly moment in the film that somebody promptly recreated in real life. So they pulled it from theaters in England, and it really never got a proper release in the United States. Right. And, and and that's really unfortunate, because that's horrible, horrible that that happened. But this is a movie that uh, does what doesn't normally happen very well, which is that it, it balances several different types of horror genres really well, and at the same time is incredibly funny. So I really hope you love it. I love this movie. And,
0: and according to James, the writer and the director, Christopher Smith, there are a lot of References to classic movies in this movie, so keep an eye oh, out. all see, over the place. See which ones you can pick out as you watch the movie. But we don't want to spoil anything for anybody, so we're just going to move on. Move on in the countdown to number two of Workplace Horror. This is one we showed. Well, a year or so ago. It was
1: actually fairly early um, in the series here. It was in the first year. Some and it people was... were
0: not happy. No,
1: this lady walked that, out that, and, <laughs> and passed me in the hallway there, and she said, I hate you for making me watch this.
0: <laughs> yes, so this is uh, the story of a normal Friday service at a fast food restaurant becoming interrupted by a police officer claiming an employee stole from a customer, but something more sinister is going on from 2012 compliance. This is Officer Daniels with the police department. I have a woman here saying one of your employees took money out of her purse. You have a young lady who works at the register, about 19 years old, blonde.
1: Becky, come with me. He's saying he will have to take you to jail. Or what we could do is have you strip search her right now. I could strip search you here. What? No. No.
0: Yeah, we included this as part of a true crime yes countdown because it is. It's, it's based... Incredibly detailed, really, on true events—not just one, but several. And the more you looked into it, seventy. Yeah, it's just incredible what really happened. It's one of those movies where people that didn't really know about it would thought it was not believable because people would never act like that. Yeah, but it's yet funny. They did
1: I reviewed it when it came out? I reviewed it for the other paper, and that's what I thought. I was just like, oh, that you know. And then, was, you just which is what everybody does. You just immediately go to Wikipedia, and it's insane how, how incredibly close to, to real life this story is. And it's also- And not just tr- Wikipedia, actually trustworthy sources. Right, trustworthy sources as well. is <laughs> real journalism right here.
0: Um, <laughs> but no, it is. It's, it's horrific because, I mean, e- even if it wasn't true, the, the way the movie is constructed, it would yeah. be horrific. It's but an incredibly well-made it is
1: film. And it's funny. So Craig Zobel is the writer-director of this film. We loved him for years because of Homestar Runner. So if you know that website, Homestar Runner, that's Craig Zobel. Teen Girl Squad, that's him. He's funny. So I, like, totally did not expect this movie. And it's unnervingly authentic. Yes. And, oh, my God, the performances are amazing. Anne Dowd, who I guess is on...
0: Um, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, she plays the restaurant manager. She's fantastic. She
1: should have been nominated for an Oscar. She's amazing yeah, in this movie. Yeah. But the entire cast, top to bottom, and it's really kind of full of a lot of character actors that you've seen a hundred times yes, who yeah. are always really reliable. They're great in this movie. It's so unnerving. And it's really everything about the movie, the way he uses music, you know, the way that he just shows these mundane things like they show her, she's just walking the trash out. Everything about it, it, it builds this... Um, Horrible tension because it just seems like you're just driving to the fast food place yourself. You well, know? And,
0: and you mentioned the response we got from that one lady. right? You know, that's kind of understandable because the movie makes you feel complicit. It does. Which is on purpose. It does. And, and that kind of response makes you realize, well, they did what they were trying to do. And it's incredibly, like you said, chilling and, and mm-hmm. unnerving. Yeah. And very horrific, especially when you think about, as we've said, how true it is. And it happened in the workplace. Uh, so that's why it's number two. A workplace horror list for Fright Club Live. Moving us up to number one. This one really doesn't need a whole lot of description. Uh, from 2000, American Psycho. I know my uh, behavior can be erratic sometimes. The stupid bitchy! What
1: are you so fucking zany
0: about? I'm just a happy camper, rocking and a
1: rolling. You're a No,
0: I'm in touch with you. Hey,
1: Hey, Paul! Just have to kill a lot of people.
0: Just to bring the Huey Lewis theme full circle. That's right. It's got to be American Psycho. Now, as film critics, I know that we have one or two reviews in our past that we might like to have back. But let me read you a bit of a review from from when the movie came out. Quote, Bateman could have been much more interesting if he'd been played by someone who wouldn't need to work quite so hard. Charlie Sheen or (laughs) Rob Lowe. (laughs) That's a real review. Oh my from, god! From the time. Oh my and god! And boy, talk about hindsight because Christian Bale is perfect. Oh my god! He couldn't be more perfect. He
1: really couldn't. Just perfect. And it's funny, and you say this all the time. This movie is funnier every single time you every watch it. Every time. It's just perfect. It is. A, I mean, it's it's such a flawless black comedy. Um, and and it's not just him. His performance is amazing. You just look at this cast, like the giant, like Reese Witherspoon, I mean, just huge people in this film.
0: Justin Theroux is one of the guys, and of course, of course, Jared Leto.
1: And Willem Dafoe is so great in this movie, and we've said this before, one of the things that makes Mary Herron brilliant for having made this movie, so, so she had Willem Dafoe film every one of his scenes three different times, once as if the cop knew that Bateman was the killer, once as if he didn't, and once as if he just couldn't have cared less. And then she just mixed up which take she used in the final print,
0: which is amazing. So when Bateman says, I have a lunch meeting with Cliff Huxtable in 20 minutes, (laughs) the (laughs) the reaction that you get could be one of three. And you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I can see at the time in 2000, maybe some people not quite being sure. Um, And again, it's a case of hindsight. But yes, every time it's on, it's freaking hilarious. Oh, it is. I mean, there are so so many
1: utterly perfect scenes. Of course, the business card scene. Yeah, that's but, that's a time capsule yeah, scene it's... if there
0: ever was one. Because looking back now, look what it was commenting on. Oh yeah, you know, and it hit it just right. And it's it's all about the workplace. Although the funny thing about the workplace is they did nothing. No, they never worked. They're just all the business cars, mergers and acquisitions, and they absolutely did murders nothing, and try to get into Dorsia and, and get a table. <laughs> <laughs> I think, according to both of us, in in our eyes, has only grown in stature yeah. as the years have gone on, and as the lead. Christian Bale is just phenomenal. I just saw that quote, and I thought, are you kidding? So, <laughs> Talk about one you like to call Mulligan on. Oh, right, exactly. Charlie Sheen yeah. or Rob Lowe. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, and that's American Psycho. Number one on our list of workplace horror, and that gets us into the one we're going to watch here in just a little bit. It is Severance. So if you got any beefs, anything that we missed, we'd love to hear from you. Easiest way to get a hold of us is on social media. On Twitter, we are at MadWolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Mad Wolf Columbus, or the main website is MadWolf.com. And again, we're going to be taping our other podcast, The Screening Room, Friday night, live at the Columbus Podcast Festival. That's so right. Make it out if you can. It should be fun.
1: The next Fright Club, Fright Club, not the live one, is going to be the top five horror endings. So we're going to reunite with S.A. Bradley and get one through five handled. And then the next Fright Club Live is June 13th, Wednesday, June 13th. We're gonna show the Snowtown Murders, which is one of the best true crime films I've ever seen in my life. And we are gonna talk about realism in horror.
0: And we look forward to seeing you then. And so uh, until next time, she's Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay my Bye. I'm taking what they're giving, cause I'm working for a living.